create with Fran Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. This is Fran Sydney and I'm so happy that you are with me for episode 130 of Create with Franz. Today I would like to introduce you to a topic that will hopefully help you if you have been struggling to lose weight. And so maybe it could be that you've been eating a lot of things that were not useful for you and you have reached a weight that doesn't make you happy. And so you have gone back to square one to work on this and you work really seriously and still you're not losing that much weight. You seem to be craving sugars all the time. But you've been to a therapist. You don't CBT or hypnosis or RTT. You don't coach and you don't... So you've taken care of all those possible emotional reasons why you are keeping the weight, why it's not shedding and whatever. So I wanted to have a look at a possible difference that could be added into your routine to make the sugar um, craving and the weight gain a thing of the past and might even help with attention, with focus and with sleep. What is it? So for this information and for all the details, I would like you to go straight to the source, which is the very well-known podcast from Dr. Andrew Huberman. And his YouTube video is amazing. He's got almost two and a half million subscribers. And he's very, very good at sharing science-based findings that can help us in everyday life. So I really like him. He talks a lot about hypnosis, how useful it is. And in one of the episodes, about 10 months ago, he explained how to blunt sugar cravings by just understanding how sugar is sensed, metabolized and utilized in our body. So that was a very good episode today. I would like to share one or two findings from that because I think you don't want to beat yourself up thinking it's always emotion cause or uh, maybe vibrations or bad luck. No, sometimes you can use... Uh, science-based tools along with your emotional tools and put them together to control the sugar cravings. And that's the title of this um, episode, is Controlling Sugar Cravings and Metabolisms with Science-Based Tools. Before I share these findings from Dr. Huberman, um, if you have any problem with the findings, just go back to his website and see his findings because these are not my findings although I agree with them so this his scientific explanation might be a lot better than mine actually it will absolutely be better but I'm just giving you the idea so you can jump into his channel and really delve into his very long medical lectures some people just don't have a time which is why I'm giving you a little bit of a uh, of a digest like the Reader's Digest magazine right so you can get a little bit invigorated and energized because you know we're in February and uh, already a lot of people have stopped their attempts of a diet that comes always after Christmas and they say, ah, I can't do this. You know what? You can, but a few tweaks you can do. So bear with me and we will go through them in a minute. Recently, there's been a bit of a myth going around that uh, sugar from the fruit, so fructose, or some people will call it fructose, I don't like to say fructose, can make you gain weight and, and be bad for you. Um, I don't know how this is possible but there is a big difference Dr. Huberman said between the fructose that you find in fruit which is surrounded by a lot of fiber 
And so the fiber will slow down the absorption of the sugar in your body and therefore the glycemic index won't be very high unless you're using you know, watermelon and very high sugar things. Um, but also there is something else like a high, something high fructose corn syrup which is everywhere in some diets and um, that is the one that is concentrated and they will raise your blood sugar if that is your concern because of course you raise that then you raise your insulin and then it becomes like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy the more insulin you have the more cravings you will have the more fat you will deposit and the, the, the cells will send more more chemicals in your body and so it becomes a vicious cycle that we want to interrupt by understanding what type of sugars we are to eat I would say the most important thing to keep in mind is that uh, fructose has this very interesting power and is to decrease the level of ghrelin. Ghrelin is the substance in your, in your mind that tells you, in your brain, that tells you, oh, it's time to stop eating. And therefore, when you decrease that, you feel just as hungry as you were before. So if you have a, a large amount of fructose, you might be thinking, well, yeah, I still need to eat. So be careful of that. That's what he was saying in the podcast. And it really made me think, you know, wow, fructose can actually increase the sense of wanting still to eat instead of decreasing it. That's interesting. His suggestion anyway is to have exercise first. And then after all your nice exercise, then you eat your fruit because you're going to metabolize with sugar a lot better so it sounds good to me and it's easy for us to do and you don't need a therapist for that you just try to experiment to see what happens now my comment on this would be to be careful with fruit juices because they do not have a fiber and therefore your glycemic index will raise and then you're gonna have a crush after this crush you will feel like you want to eat more and you feel like headachey and you can't focus and you're restless uh, this doesn't happen to everyone, but you might have jelly legs, you know, if you're hypoglycemic. And so because of that, you might start thinking, oh my gosh, what do I need to do? You do not need to go back to the therapist, but just to check what's going on with the blood sugar and um, when you are eating those sugars. So I'm in many forums when people talk about wanting to eat and eat and eat. And the more they eat, the more they want to eat. And the same for drinking. And um, there are many mechanisms that are connected to this, but one is that when we eat sugar in any form, we are raising the dopamine levels in our brain. And therefore, this dopamine has many, many things you can do. The feel good idea, feeling relaxed, etc. Feeling happy, feeling motivated, but also dopamine has the power to change the perception of all foods they look more appetizing and also if we want to decrease this desire of eating all sorts of food and especially sugary food we have to be careful of this sugar before the meal don't snack something with something sweet just before the meal because apparently you will crave more foods and more sweet foods and that's not gonna help and then you will feel guilty and then you might be depressed about it and you might reach for what? More dopamine in the form of what? Sugar. And so that's they're becoming a mechanical, physical problem that becomes then a mental issue. Like you have to really force your mind to discipline yourself and say, no, I'm not going to touch it. But you have this 
craving because of a, of a ghrelin being diminished. Interesting. So the way to decrease this dopamine high when you have sugars is to have fiber with them. So instead of having a fruit juice, have fruit. Instead of having maybe bread that contain this high fructose syrup, have a bread that doesn't have it. So you feel a little bit better. Maybe it doesn't feel very, very sweet in the beginning, but as you lower the amount of sweet stuff, super sweet stuff that you have all the time, you will be resetting your taste buds and some stuff will be just sickening because it's just too sweet for you and they will be just good. Now, I had a few clients that wanted to lose weight and they done all the therapy, etc. And they say, well, I still have a weight a little bit, still, you know, not quite going down and I'm eating all the right foods and uh, I'm not eating cakes, I'm not eating sweets or oh, chocolate or whatever, but the weight is still creeping up and I'm still wanting to snack all the time. And sometimes, yes, there is an emotional reason and there is also a habit. We are creatures of habits and therefore we tend to do what we've been doing for years and years because that's, you know, it's accepted, it's familiar to us, it works fine. But that's not just the thing. Sometimes there is a, a very physical reason for that. Not all the foods that contain sugar look like cakes, biscuits, ice creams and candies. There are a lot of hidden sugars and these can be everywhere. They can be hidden in processed ham, they can be hidden in crackers, in Ritz, in lots of savory products that you think are savory and therefore they are safer for you, but actually the industry is smart, they have nutritionists there and they employ them to improve the nutritional profile of everything you put back, the vitamins that are taken off by refining stuff, but they do add very small amount of sugars so that you will want to eat more. So always, when you buy processed food, which should be really none of your diet if you're losing weight, or it could be a tiniest, the tiniest possible percentage. If you really have to eat processed food, look up your ingredients and look up under sugar, how many grams of sugar there are. And if there are 8, 10 grams, 20 grams, 30, just don't touch it because that sugar will not just have calories. Nutrition is a lot more than calories. It's what is going on in your body. And so this hidden sugar will make you want to eat more. So sometimes it's not just emotional, it's just a normal reaction that's happening in your body. It's a chemistry-based thing and we don't understand all of it. You know, it's not my job to explain to you, go to all the scientists explaining it, but it's very simple. Sugar isn't just in cakes and pastries and or pastries and ice creams. So our neuropath cells are very, very good at detecting where sugar is. They need to because sugar is then converted to glucose very easily and glucose is what is making everything work. So we need everything to be converted in glucose and if very, very fast, the brain is like, yeah, I'm going to have that, I'm going to have that. And then of course it's always too much and then we don't burn those calories and we end up making a lot of problems, uh, creating a lot of problems in our body because the sugar in itself can be quite inflammatory, etc, etc. But these neuropath cells only also uh, do something else. They detect the sugar, but also fatty acids. And we're talking about omega-3. We're talking about these important oils that everybody 
has been hidden about for a little while and they are found in fish, for example, cod liver oil, which ready taste and so good for you. And Dr. Huberman in his podcast has talked a lot about ADHD and he does say that it will increase your dopamine. So reducing your need for medication or completely raising it, depending case by case, and of course help with, for example, or the other behavioral problems that might occur because of this lack of dopamine. Now, we just went through Christmas and everyone said, okay, I have to lose weight because I'm preparing for Christmas, I'm gonna stuff myself. And then in January, everyone is there saying, oh, I got problems of all sorts, you know, cavities here and gain weight there. I got a belly, it wasn't there before. Now I got used to it, you know, sweets all the time, so I want more. I'm craving all the time to eat sugary foods. And this is exactly what uh, Dr. Huberman is suggesting. I say, okay, you have this problem, but if you have this EPA, fatty acids, fish oils every day, they will help you to reduce the sugar cravings. So yes, there is a habit, but you can kick it because there is something about. So scientists don't seem to know why, but they think that probably because these kind of fish oils give us a fair amount of calories, and fat is so useful for you in your body. So for lubrication of your joints, for the working on lots of parts of your body, fat is fundamental for good skin and good hair. And so when the, the neuropath cells detect these fish oil products of the, the fatty acids, they say, okay, we, we're gonna use those. We get really excited and therefore they use them to help us to decrease the sugar cravings because they wanted that. So when we are hungry, if we go to the kitchen and there is no desire to eat real food, if any, we can look for maybe something that is based on olive oil, maybe a couple of olives, one olive is 19 calories, and they will be a lot more healthy and useful for you in your weight loss and your health journey than to just grab, for example, a bag of popcorn, which has got a high glycemic index, and maybe popcorn you know, that is processed in the industry by adding a lot of sugar and salt and caramel, which makes it very appetizing, but it makes you crave more and more and you just cannot stop eating it. So that's a bit of a problem. I really want you to go and check out that amazing podcast because it will tell you more things you can do. For example, um, having glutamine, glutamine, is it? Glutamine, yeah, that also helps with a leaky gut or lemon juice because that one will reduce your level of glucose in your blood and the cravings uh, will go down if you have berberine, if you have cinnamon. And so this will also help by when you're reducing your sugar cravings, you will also be able to sleep better and to regulate your appetite so you're a little bit more stable. So now you have a lot more tools that you can use in the months ahead, preparing for spring, for going out, for being out in the sunshine, doing more exercise and eating the food that will help you with the mood and with everything else. That's gonna be a great thing and it's very easy. So you can also learn how to make cakes using, for example, whole fruit inside 
instead of putting sugar. And that is, you know, substitutions. Instead of refined sugar or corn syrup or whatever, use the real fruit. And eventually you will be developing a different taste for food. You will find processed food, something that is like in the margins of your diet. And you will feel better because your cells will be made better. Your insulin level will be normal and your glycemic index will be good all the time you know, in, your, in your food and you don't have a crutches. Remember, if you have high level sugars just before you know, going to bed, you're going to be digesting and you're going to keep your insulin high and they will keep you from sleeping. Then you're going to become, become cranky and then either you wake up in the middle of the night because you're very, very hungry or you wake up with a headache later on because your blood sugar has completely crashed. So when you feel that, you're like, oh, okay, I have to work on that. And my suggestion is don't use the occasion when you indulge on something to feel guilty and beat yourself up. Simply go to the cupboard every week and make sure that you have put there the healthiest possible snacks that have the lowest possible hidden sugar, if any. And make sure you have things like nuts and um, dried fruit to eat in very small quantities because they have a lot of stuff as well but uh, also things that are fresh so fresh food is the, the best thing to have because it will actually nourish you and you will not have so many cravings so maybe that's a good month february to find a good recipe book for plant-based for example or vegetarian based little snacks that you can keep in the fridge. Maybe you can make sausage rolls made with plants. Doesn't have to be always meat, because you know, if you watch Dr. Gregory, you watch all the studies, you read all the studies, you will see, oh, meat can be quite inflammatory. You don't want to continuously snack on meat either. Maybe you are vegan. So find what is working for you. But the important thing is to take this as a, as a life journey. It's how to set up a lifestyle that will help you to be healthier and to feel energetic and to feel good about yourself. So there is nothing wrong with having a piece of cake here and there and a bar of chocolate or whatever, a nice ice cream. I have ice cream every week. But the problem is when we start developing the habit of having this stuff every day, several times a day, as breakfast, before lunch, after lunch, before dinner, as snacking, in the middle of the night, on holiday, it's just all the time. And then our body will be screaming for help and they will give us cravings and problems and headaches and fog and all sorts of um, maybe arthritis and all these problems that are coming from this lack of discipline and um, not in discipline because we are we're not good enough don't get all wound up about this is because it's so hard to be disciplined when you are hungry and cranky and you have a cupboard full of really tasty sweet stuff and you're just having a sugar crush. And, you know, it's impossible. It's there. You might as well eat it, right? The biggest way of using discipline is when you're shopping for the foods. That's when you have clear in your mind what you want to eat and what kind of calories. If you're counting calories, I don't. And what kind of nutrients you want. Maybe you are addressing a problem and all the supplements you need. You do your shopping and you make sure in your house there is everything you need so there is no excuse so when you're craving something but you're in the middle of something and uh, maybe a, a little business or you're busy reading a story to a child and you don't have real time 
you'll be so glad that you bought things that are good for you. So that's where discipline comes in. Once you are in the cranky mood or you're drunk and you feel bad or whatever else, it's gonna be a lot more difficult. So we're not talking about character here, but knowing the science behind so you can do small tweaks every day they can help you. So have your fruit, your nuts, your vegetables already nice tasty snacks made of real food and they will help you so much. And maybe you can make a little list, avoid this, avoid that and just have it there in a post-it note, note maybe by your desk or near the fridge so if you go there you get reminded because we forget things. We can't remember everything and if you just have a reminder and you create a habit after 10 to 20 days you will be established and you say, all right, when I'm going for a run or going to the gym, I'm going to have my fruit after because I decided that Dr. Huberman said so and so I want to try how it works with me. You have to see how it works. We're all different, but you, you have this reminder, you try it and then you tweak to see more results. If after putting together all this and uh, following this advice from Dr. Huberman, which I am just quoting here, then you still find that you have cravings, you know, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling tired or sad, you are still looking for something to make you feel good and relaxed and you look for that in food or in drinking or in substances that can, can be borderline illegal or whatever then call me in confidence and we can have a free consultation and I'll see if I can help you if we can work together to see what are the reasons why you're still craving this stuff, what is pushing you there and we can work on that. I offer a whole month of work together. It's all for one fixed price. You don't have to worry about sudden bills. It's just there. I don't work with you for 30 years. That's not my method. And I only take in clients when I know that we're going to have success. Otherwise, I very kindly refer them to a colleague that can work with them because he's got a specialization in that area. So trust me, I can help you. So go to calendly.com, France, Sydney, and get your consultation sorted out so we can work together and get that weight. Or maybe the other problem that we talked about sorted out for good. It's been so good to be with you and I hope that I've been able to help you a little bit today and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. You've listened to Create with Franz Sidney.